Hello and welcome back to the NND TBR podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. Today I have a very special guest speaker and I look forward to letting you finally hear this episode. And we are back, and I'm back here with Alicia from The Love of Puchin Fiction. And we are here today to talk about the books that need more hype. I just, I'm- Amen, sister. So many of them. Oh, there's so many underappreciated ones. <laughs> oh, so what is your, what's one of yours? So it's one of my favorite books in the entire world. And we're going to start off with the bang because it's one of my favorite books in the entire world. And people think I'm kind of crazy when I say this because they're a little cheesy, but that's okay. So am I. Um, the Love Inspired Historical Line is my site for it. And I was so sad when they ended it a couple years ago. But one of my all-time favorite books comes out of that line and it's Accidental Fiance by Mary Moore. I mean, I love the cover too. It makes me happy. But the book inside is just, I think I love it so much and wish everybody read it because it reminds me so much of me, you know, sound selfish, sorry. Um, but the, <laughs> I just, I connected really, really fast and hard to the characters. And mm-hmm. it's one that if I ever am in a reading slump, the one that I always grab. So when people ask me what my favorite book is, this is on my top five. And they're like, I've never heard of that book before. My reaction is always, oh, you've never heard of that book before? Well, I need to get it for you. And I have bought so many copies of this book for people because it just, everybody needs to read it. It's so good. And I mean, it's cliche and it's cheesy, but sometimes they need that. And it, it just, it needs more hype. Everybody, everybody should read it. Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes those those books just hit you right, and they just give you all those great feels. And it's like, I love that. You know, it's like you say, it's like, yeah, it might be cheesy, but I mean, I like cheese. I like cheese on like yep. everything. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, I know. There's a lot of those, and it's like, and. Sometimes it's almost, I'm like nervous sometimes to reread something thinking, oh my goodness, I was such a different person when I first read it. Is this going to be okay? And then I read it again. It's like, I still love it. Yeah, my taste may have changed a little bit, but I still get those, those feels that I first had. So yeah, that's a win-win. Mm-hmm. So um, one book that I read last year, it was one of my top so you know listeners are probably going to get tired of me talking about this book but I had like maybe heard seen this book cover like once or heard about this author maybe once in a Facebook group never again and that is Mercy's Fight by T.L. Gray I read this book last year and I loved I loved the characters like it was just one of those that it's like, it was kind of, um, I don't know. It was interesting because it was, um, it was two first person POVs, which normally I don't really like, but I love the redemption angle of this story. And I liked the growth of characters. I liked how the characters were a really good team members to each other. So, and then I read um, Love and a Will, uh, Little White Lie. 
I don't love the title, but um, she writes really, really good books. And I just don't see that much about Tammy L. Gray out there. So. I've never heard of her other than you talking about her on Instagram. Never heard of her. Right? Like, and it's like, it's a deeply, um, like, oh, it's, it's hard to describe. Like, it sounds like from the back, it's like, it's kind of like the the bad boy versus coming with a good girl. But I mean, he's already been redeemed. So she's not, it's not that baggage. Like she's trying to pull him out of the darkness. It's that he's already changed his path, but he's trying to let go of the baggage and stuff from it. And I believe I have a couple more of her books. I can't wait to read more of her books because I just completely fell in love with this one. And um, that's always second, the best. Yeah. So. I am really excited to read more because I'm like I've never heard of her before I can't even remember how I found it it was like one of those weird ones where it like dropped in my lap and um I listened to it on audiobook and I immediately went and bought a hard copy because I needed it <laughs> those are the best surprises the little gems especially when they're indie authors mm-hmm because you're like no one is yeah you. so it's my job to spread the joy and cheer and love <sighs> that I have for you yes yes and um she's releasing so love and a little white lie was released this year in June or last year I keep on saying this year she released in 2020 <laughs> and I think June it was a summer read <laughs> and um she has another one coming out again in 2021 and I don't like I didn't hear of anything of it much before it's a Bethany House published book but it's like you didn't hear much from it so I'm curious to see how her popularity is gonna change now that she's with a very intrigued yeah so okay well that's my rant again about Tammy L. Gray What's yours? All right. So this one, if anybody watches my YouTube videos, I talk about this one all the time um, when I actually when I actually upload. But um, <laughs> it's City and Punxsutawney. I probably always say that wrong. But by Lori Boyle Crompton. And this Ooh. is a Blink um, release. So that's a publishing house. And it's like an imprint of somebody. I don't know. It's YA. And it is okay. very, it is very YA. I will give okay. them that. Um, I read and reviewed this when it came out. I don't even remember when. <laughs> the years are flying by. But I loved it. And it made little Alicia so incredibly happy. So it's like a cross between pretty and pink, like pop culture references from that movie and uh-huh. Groundhog Day. Um, oh and like there was just a it was a good mix and there was a lot of old classic pop culture which was super super fun to me Uh uh-huh and I just it made me just want to like be there and be in the story Mm. which doesn't happen a lot for me surprisingly like I love to read but there are very few books where I can actually see myself in the setting and it just yeah. played out like a movie for me. And it was just super mm-hmm. fun. And I wish 
there is if there is one book that I wish I could read like read for the first time over again, it would be this book. I'm trying to like shove it down my sister's throat because I'm like, read it (laughs) so we can talk about it, please. (laughs) I feel like that so many times. I am like shoving books at people because it's like because I want to talk to somebody else about it too. What was that author's name again? Uh, Lori Boyle Crompton. She just okay. released another one in February 2020, which I didn't know existed. I'm so upset, but I finally found. And it's called Freaky in Fresno. So it's like a oh. Freaky Friday like oh. story. And I'm super, super excited to read that one. I just got it in the mail a couple weeks ago. So I'm so excited. <laughs> I just, I really liked her writing style. It was easy to understand without feeling childish. Like I could tell it was YA because like it's set in a high school. Um, like I could, you could feel that, but I didn't feel like I was like, oh my goodness, this is so incredibly, like she's annoying the fire out of me, little kid. But she did a good job. I like it. That is curious. And I am curious about trying like different YA because I had that too. It's like, it, it's a hard line. But some of my favorite characters happen to be teen characters. I just, like in other books, but it's like, they have to be done right. And it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll look into that one. Yeah. That sounds fun. Okay. So, I mean, so I'm going to say another author in the Christian fiction book. And I probably was like the last person to read her. I feel like, um, but um, now that I have read her, I cannot believe more people don't talk about her. And that is like Nicole Deese. Um She did publish, I think, I think she still published a few and I'm still catching mm-hmm. up with some of her stuff. But it's like, I really love the voice that she brings to contemporary um, Christian romance, um, really deep um, message and a lot of like subtle imagery like um like there's just a lot of um depth to them it's like they're a little bit slower moving but it's a very rich experience and I can't believe I didn't start reading her before because it's like I feel like I remember when a new shade of summer was it um the promise of rain I remember that cover catching my eye but um for some reason I didn't get a hold of it and then it fell off the radar. And then like last year I read like four of her books. So I I feel like a lot of people have that similar story. I haven't read any of her books. I have before I told you mine and I need Uh to read it. I know I'm slow. Um, But I know I've, I've heard of her because people talk about her where they had no clue who she was. And then they read Mm -hmm. one book by her and they fell in love. Like, how did I not know who she was? And it's very interesting because I, I messaged her because I found out, I think it's in A New Shade of Summer. She references, and um, Connie Lane Cassette is a buddy reader um, where they, um, they like write together. They cross-reference. And so is Tammy L. Gray. They're actually like all friends. And that's so fun. When I found that, I'm like, oh my goodness, that makes so much sense though, because all of their writing is all really good. Not that they're copying, they all have their own unique voice, but it's 
really good. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know how to describe it, but it's like when I heard that, I'm like, that makes so much sense. It's like the three musketeers, like all together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yes. I know. And I was I was behind and now. But now I'm on board. I'm on the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> you ran and you caught up. I'm coming, I promise. You're not the last one to go through that okay. transition. You're I'm coming too. <laughs> You're, you're in for so many good. Let me know what you think of Joshua Avery. And before I called you mine, because, yeah. He's everybody's he favorite. Everybody's he talking is. about I him. I, I need to get on the bandwagon. I have the book, I promise. <laughs> Got to read it. <laughs> I know, right? And then you get distracted with rereads. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Story of my life right okay what's your next pick for uh the next one is by a a very popular author it's not that the author needs more hype I feel like the book doesn't have a whole lot of hype because she didn't publish it with her normal publishing house I mean it was a total accident that I even found this book and it's actually Lady Maybe by Julie Clausen um this is something that she published with Berkeley um it bothers me because it's shorter than the Bethany House book and I go by publication date. So it sits really awkward in my bookshelf, but I love the story within, so I let it slide. This one I read years ago, and I'm always a little confused um, why Bethany didn't pick it up, but that is a question for another time and a question I can't answer. But I loved the story, and again, as of now, I haven't reread it, surprisingly, but when I did read it, it was on my top favorite books I feel like I need to give it another reread just in case it's changed but I do remember loving the story it was gritty and different yeah Um, all of Julie's books are thick and there's a lot of story to them Mm -hmm. and they're full they're real to me yeah like I feel like with some books you read and you're like oh this is a cute work of fiction But with Julie's, I could see those things actually happening. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely another one where a little less realistic, but something that I could see happening, Um, like a good mix of identity kind of thing. It was was fun. I liked it. I need to catch up on some more Julie Clouds. I love The Silent Governess. The Silent Governess. Oh, that is one of my favorite books of all time. I love that story so much. Like that one had like the hidden identity kind of trope. There was like that mystery angle to it. And then there were like all those little threads that came through at the end that you didn't always expect. Just like really, I I really love that one. I love Silent Governess. I enjoyed Girl in the Gatehouse. Probably like right now, Silent Governess is my top, top favorite. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, all of hers, I thought the, um, the painter's daughter was... Um, a really interesting I'm not one for a lot of love triangles but that one was done really well I thought yeah and um so you said oh I like girl in the gatehouse I feel too it's like I could see this happening and that's when I like learned about how like Jane Austen wrote under a pen name during that time and I just thought that there was a lot of interesting history into it too so. Yeah, she's an autobiographer for me. I love her with my whole heart. 
And I get so excited whenever I, when she's releasing a new book, it's hard. She normally releases them at the end of the year. Yeah. I have to wait. I have to wait. I have to wait. I have to wait. (laughs) But this year I have so many other books to read that I'll blink and it'll be time for her next book and I'll be ready. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to add Lady Maybe to my list. I need to catch up now. (laughs) Oh, okay. So. I would like to talk about another one. Um, and I mean, this author, I believe she wrote under a different pen name that's escaping me right now. But um, she wrote, she writes contemporary romance. I absolutely adored her Jane Austen Takes the South series. And that's American Jane Hathaway. Um, she wrote, it's, like I oh whenever there's like a Jane Austen reference and stuff like that I post I try and post about her books because I feel like her books need more recognition so they're all twists they're twists on three different Jane Austen stories she has Pride Prejudice and Cheese Grits she has um Persuasion Captain Wentworth and Crackling Cornbread Emma Mr. Knightley and Chili Dog Slaw so those are super so cute they're, titles. <laughs> they're cute titles. I love the covers. I feel like there was an ebook mix up with different covers. I don't know if they're on the new books. I loved like they had like different gowns with it, but it's they all take place in the South. Loosely connected. I believe there's times that the characters interact with one another, but um, you could read them as standalones. And she just had really interesting twists, like with the, the Pride and Prejudice one, she had the two professors at a university at can kind of competing for the same job. And then it's all those little things, um, little tidbits of Pride and Prejudice that you can tell the theme, the parents' relationship and just like, and the aunt who doesn't approve and how she thinks that he's engaged and stuff. So it's like, there's these little things that she incorporates in that feels like the real thing, but it's modern. And, um, but it's in the South. So you still kind of have that, um, like the different kind of classes, which kind of comes into play in the persuasion retelling. It's actually interesting because it's, it's a multiracial couple that was separated. And it, so it's like interesting dynamics. Um, yeah, I really love that series. And it made me kind of, I did it like completely backwards because I watch the movies usually first and then I'll read an adaptation and then I'll go and try and read the original. (laughs) That's something I would do. Absolutely. And it's just like, it's because I have a hard time reading classics just with the language and everything. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm able to break the story down if I do it in reverse. So, yeah. But yeah, I just watched Pride and Prejudice for the first time. So it's okay. Which one? I understand. Um, the one with Keira Knightley, the shorter oh, one. Okay. I was at somebody's house, so we had to watch the shorter one. <laughs> the short one. That's one still my favorite. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I love that one. And it's like, they're humorous, they're fun, but they're those they same They seem like it. Also, they're set in the South. You can't go wrong when things are set right. in the South. So it's like, it's the Southern humor and the, yeah. That's fine. So, 
but nobody ever I love it. I'll have to look them. into those. those I, I'm already interested. I love the Okay. Okay. Good. Cause it's <laughs> like, I wish she would write more. Cause now it's like, I want more. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. <Okay. we> <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your next? So the next one is really a series. Um, I feel like that's a lot of things for me. I, when I was looking, going over my books, I didn't have like a whole lot of singular books. Mm-hmm. It's a little hard because I've been in the book community for so long now. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of books that technically have quite a bit of hype behind them. I don't feel like I have a whole lot that have, like I don't find obscure authors. I wish I did. So I'm excited about these because I love finding indie authors and I love finding people out of nowhere. Um, But this series, I feel like she doesn't have a whole lot. Like she has hype behind her, but not as much as the people that she's well connected to. I feel like out of the group, she's Mm. the least amount of um, like people talking about her books. And that's Sarah Ella. I talk about her books all the time. Um, yeah so it's unblemished unraveling and unbreakable and it's technically according to Goodreads it's the reflection series but everybody just calls it the unblemished trilogy Um, it's YA again everyone finally find a good one I mean there are times when the main YA character gets a little obnoxious Um, but she's a teenager so I mean I've been there we've all been there Uh, It is a love, technically a love triangle that spans all three books. And it was a big thing because like you have Team Josh or Team Ty, like for the people who do like the series and are into the series, it's like an ongoing thing. Like she's got her little fan base, but I just don't feel like people in the Christian fiction, I should say, like the Christian fiction realm really talk about it. She's really good friends with Nadine Brandes and Mary Weber. And I feel like they have a lot more hype and a lot more like a bigger fan base. Like people talk about them and know them than Sarah does. Which doesn't make sense because Sarah's books are great. Um, mm. And she's writing her next book with Enclave. So I feel like she might get a little more oh. recognition with her next book. And I do love these as well because she is such a big Disney person. All of her books have such a really big element of Disney in them. And that just makes me happy because I love Disney and I love finding the little things. So I feel like everybody, she just, she did a really good job with the books and just writing the stories and making them feel, I mean, they're fantasy, they're YA fantasy so many unrealistic Mm -hmm. things but I feel like the characteristics of the characters are super real so that people can really connect with who she has like the story written about and to me and to me that's a great thing about a great sign of a great author that it's like no matter the world if they can if you can connect and get attached to the characters it doesn't matter what world it's in so Mm -hmm. yeah I know I have that's on my list too of stuff to get to because it's like, like I am trying to branch out into fantasy more and more. More can be say as more could be in, and I am curious about discovering more. So I will 
definitely need to try that one. So, yeah, I know. I, I do feel like Enclave is doing a really good job with getting their books out there. So I'm mm -hmm. curious to see what, I feel like they're getting quite a few, like, I, I remember it's like Enclave. And then it was like, there was like, even like three years ago, there really wasn't much about it. And I feel like they're really growing. So they really are. They're doing a really, really wonderful job. It's a great yeah. team. Yeah. So, okay. So here's another one that it's like, I probably talk about it, her a lot. It's a whole author, <laughs> but I do, <laughs> but I do like feel like in the Christian market, she doesn't have like a lot of people that know her and that is Tamara Lay. Um, I think it says Tamara Lay. I'm going to say Tamara Lay because she both writes the historical with her medieval and which are funny because it's like these are like like your gritty realistic you know definitely more on like the adult side of um situations and stuff but then she also writes several contemporary like rom-com funny books like um splitting harriet faking grace and stealing ada and her leaving carolina and stuff so it's like she has she writes wrote in both genres but i feel like her contemporary really she isn't known much for her contemporary because they were a few years ago um, Splitting Harriet was written, see this one says it was published in 2007. So I mean, they are older, maybe there was more hype about them back then, but it's like, I feel like there's, there is an interest in like more rom-com in Christian fiction coming out. I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, Bethany yeah. and Jessica Kate have really brought that out. And um, oftentimes when people say, you know, what's similar, I'll say, have you tried Tamara Lay's contemporary? And they're like, she wrote contemporary? And it's like, yeah, and they're really, they're funny and they're good and they have a good message with them, so. What's crazy is I've seen Splitting Harriet, like I've seen that series. For some reason, my brain never connected that it was the same author who did the medieval ones. I don't know why, because I've seen I, both of them. Mm -hmm. And I know people, well, I know me, people talk about her medieval stuff. I haven't really seen people talk about her contemporary, but I've seen them and I know right. that they're there, but I had not a clue. My brain didn't connect <laughs> that they were the same person. And they are like very much like, it's, it's funny how she writes like super more serious, more gritty, you know, very great historical medieval. And then it's like, but then her contemporary are so funny and light. And it's like that inner dialogue where they're cracking jokes and stuff like that, which is so opposite of her medieval. It's almost like two different people writing. And it's just funny <laughs> how when they write across jo uh, genres, Linda Windsor did this too with her um, Brides of Avalon series. She had, um, again, those more serious historical medieval. And then it's like, and then her contemporary are those funny laugh out loud series. So I don't know what I it is about that. I applaud any author that. who can bounce between genres like that and do it well. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I think it'd be a hard 
thing to do. I know Tomorrow Light loves yeah. her. And she writes, yeah, her people are great. I love them. <laughs> so do you have any more? I do. I have one more series. And again, it's an author who's okay. getting, I feel like she's getting a little more hype, at least from what I'm seeing. I'm probably just so in totally mm -hmm. engrossed in all of her teams and all of her books that I'm just making things up but I feel like more people are talking about her um, but this series okay I feel like doesn't have the hype that it deserves and that's Sarah Monson I love her she is so funny oh. but I'm talking yeah. about the Carrington sibling or Carrington family series this is her split time series that mm -hmm. she did and it's about siblings um she yeah is incredibly witty she's hilarious she is the pun queen um there are scenes in the books where it's just like back and forth banter and puns and it makes my little cheesy yeah. loving heart so incredibly happy love a good pun love a good dad joke um and she just she handled the stories really well I love her romance books that she has she has a new series coming out that is about a group of friends and it's mm -hmm. great, like chick flick rom coms. They're short and fun Very and much. funny, and I just love them. So she just her yeah. books are always great, and I feel like more people need to read her stuff because she's another one that once they read something, they're like, "How have I never read her books before?" And they jump on the bandwagon real quick. Yes, that that was my case because it's like I read her. I believe I got like onto a tour with the last book in the sibling series. And I, I had meant, meant to, I had her books sitting there either on my Kindle languishing or, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, oh, I need to read her. But then it's like, but once you hear her voice, it's just so funny. And I just love good banter. And yes. um, the banter that she the had book. when with me here, it was like, it really can. And I mean, I have had, I have like, put books like down because it's like this banter isn't isn't as engaging and I mean to write really good dialogue can really make the book and she can make it good mm -hmm. so yeah no I I finally did get on the bandwagon haven't read that whole so proud series. of you but I, I, I went I went back and read the first one and yeah just great She's a great writer. And I think I read, and I read also the first, see, I'll jump around all over the series. And uh, I read Molly, loved Molly. So, yeah, I got to catch up. I like, I like pre-ordered Jocelyn as soon as I read the synopsis. Cause it's like, I was in the mood. It's like, I want that, but I have to wait for it. And then it's like, and now months have passed. I still haven't read yep. it. <laughs> like, ah. <sighs> okay well I hope that we can raise some hype and then get some more people because it's like these are all great books and they need more readers they really do all the readers all the awareness yeah we'll talk about them until we're blue in the face and everybody believes in them and loves them as much as we do I know and it's like and it's like I sound like a broken record from some of them but it's like but you need to read them 
Yep. You know, if you read them and don't like them, you know, it's like, hey, then I did my best, but. <laughs> right. I did my job. That's yeah. on you now. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for joining me for this talk. It's been a really fun. And now where can listeners find um, you to keep up with your reviews and all the stuff you do? Oh, they can find me everywhere. Oh my goodness. I'm all over the place. <laughs> where am I not? Uh, I have a blog, um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and they're all at the same handle at For the Love of Christian Fiction. And I'm getting back. I took a little bit of hiatus because life in 2020 kind of hit kind of crazy, but I'm getting back into it. So you'll be hearing me hype up all kinds of books. Awesome. Looking, looking forward to that. Definitely. Because who doesn't love book talk? Yes. All the chatting. Yes. Okay. Thank you for joining me. And that is all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for joining and we look forward to talking to with you next week.